Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Stars lose tonight. Final score 5-4 to four in the Florida Panthers' favor. We'd like to thank our sponsor, DraftKings. Use that promo code THPN anytime you are on their site to get some free little goodies. I am solo tonight. A little bit unexpected as well, so I'd like to be a little bit more prepared whenever we're doing solo episodes, but I'm not tonight. So if y'all are on live, please help me out. Give me a little bit of comments, a little bit of something to talk about. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through the game tonight, I think, give my opinions on... Pretty much the game as it went on, each goal, each kind of five-minute segment on there and uh, finish it up with our normal biggest winners, biggest losers. But first of all, my, my overall impression of this game is the Stars were really just up and down throughout the entirety of the game. I mean, it felt like there were portions of this game where we played extremely well. Then there, there would be one just momentum-changing play and immediately it would be all in the Florida Panthers' favor. And then there'd be another momentum changing plan, be all stars for the next couple of minutes as well. So it just really felt like a roller coastery, up and down kind of game. And 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 then we'll get into it in the third period. But the third period is such a great response, especially in contrast to what the stars did in uh, Tampa Bay just two days ago. Is like complete opposite. Great response, third period. Started off hot, get that power play, get the power play goal, then get the tying goal immediately after it. And then it felt like just some bad luck, some. Poor officiating, which I'll probably yell about when we get there. But 
I'm really conflicted about this game because I, I liked a lot of things that the stars did, but then I also hated a lot that the stars did. So let, let's let's kind of dig into it a little bit. So the first five minutes of this game, I felt like the stars got off on the absolutely the right foot. I mean, they were out of the gate hot. They were jumping on the Florida Panthers, getting the four check really strong deep into Florida zone, spending a lot of time in their own end. The start of the game, the stars were leading the shot advantage six to zero in the first four and a half minutes. Um, and then Evan Rodriguez starts to make a bad, bad change. Rodriguez takes advantage after a great pass from, uh, Mikula. And just like that one, nothing stars first shot for Florida after the stars had an amazing start to the period. Uh, obviously unfortunate. Um, but what really rubs me the wrong way. Yes. It's a bad change. Worse than that is the response to, to the goal there. I mean, once a goal like that goes in after you had such a strong start to the period, your response has got to be, all right, guys, let's keep doing what we're doing. Things are going to go our way. One bad mistake isn't going to make this game. And then you should go right back to doing what you were doing the entire first four minutes. And that's the exact opposite of the Stars do. Stars got to fold. So for the next 10 minutes, this is all Florida Panthers. I mean, they are all over us in the offensive zone. We can't get out of our own end. I, I recall Suter and Hawkenpah having so much trouble getting out of their own end tonight. Uh, big key for me throughout the entirety of this game was some really bad defensive play and breaking of the forecheck by our defensemen tonight. They were not very good at it at all. But those next 10 minutes, all four, they catch up on the shot advantage. They actually take take the shot advantage. Um, and then the fourth line comes out. The fourth line has a great shift. They get down to even on zone, doing what we were doing in the first part of that first period. Steele gets the puck, centers it to Roddick Fox, who makes maybe the best Roddick Fox offensive play that we've seen in the past two years. I mean, glides into the, into the high slot, winds up the clapper, and just shebang. I mean... No chance at all for Bobrovsky to try and make a save on that. Just an absolute rifle of a shot. I loved it. He looked like, I don't know, like vintage Ovechkin. That looked like some old school, just clap it and it'll go in kind of shot. That like early 2000s stuff is what that reminded me of. And to see it from Fox, it utterly shocked me, as y'all are aware. I am definitely not Fox's biggest fan whenever he touches the puck in the offensive zone, but that was an absolute beauty of a play. Love that from Roddick Fox. And that fourth line, probably our most consistent line of the night. Another kind of uh, key feature to key in on Florida's top line, top two lines, I should say. Definitely, we're all over the Stars' top two lines. But the Stars' bottom two lines, especially the fourth line, head and shoulders above Florida Panthers third and fourth line. I mean, the Roddick Foxes steel Smith line was fantastic all night long, consistently getting down deep and strong pressure in the Florida Panthers zone and even getting good shots on goal. The only thing that I would say for the fourth line is when you're doing that, you just got to take every shot chance you get. So pass less. So Sam still passing from behind the net. Sure. You have to do that. You can't shoot when you're behind the net, but any other time, especially when it gets to the point, Defensemen need to be taking a shot immediately if they get it and they're on the point and they had got a free lane to do so. And same thing for these forwards when they're all, when they're on the wing. If you peel off the boards and you've got the, the puck on your forehand, shoot it. I mean, you're on the fourth line. We're not looking for fancy plays. We're looking for you to shoot it. We're looking to get a rebounding to chip something dirty in. But very nitpicky for the fourth line. I think that'll let them score even more. And they did a great job tonight getting the first goal, especially. 
The rest of that third period moves on. It's a lot more back and forth. Um, so I liked that. I felt like after the Fox a goal too, stars had some good chances after that. Bobrovsky made some big saves. We missed on some shots and then tail end of that first period, Reinhardt gets a goal after, I mean, some really poor defensive play by the stars there. Um, I'm having trouble remembering. I wish I had the, wish I had the boys with me here, but I believe this was the goal where it was just passed back and forth three times like in between Lindell and Hockepaw, and they don't touch the puck at all. I mean, it's just completely whiff on the puck. They have three opportunities to get it and nothing. I mean, it just goes completely through them three times, back and forth in the slot, and they can't get a stick on it. I mean, just really poor defending on, on that goal, if that's the one I'm thinking of. It might have been the Verhage one. I honestly can't remember. Um, So, yeah, just a bad end to the first period, which honestly wasn't too terrible. I mean, that middle section, not the best. But the first five minutes, the last five minutes weren't bad from the Stars. Um, then you go into the second. Uh, you're looking to get a bounce back after that late third, that late, late first period goal, and you get the exact opposite. Opposite. Verhage gets the goal at uh, 24 seconds into the period, and I mean the Panthers jumped on us quick. And I do remember now the Reinhardt goal was the one I was thinking about. This Verhage goal was honestly just a, a skilled play by Verhage and Bennett. I mean, it, it's a good offensive rush. Stars didn't give up the best shot on the three-on-two. It was decently defended, maybe not the best. But Verhage's shot, I mean, it's it's a perfect shot. It, it's going to be tough to save. But, I mean, that's in direct contrast to the, to the goal in the end of the first period. That was all defending. You had every chance to stop that one. This one, the second, those are the ones you can tape your cap at. But when you've already allowed two cheesy goals – it feels a lot worse trying to tip your cap to a good goal, uh, especially to start a period when you need to, when you're trying to keep the goal, the game within one, at least second period for the rest of it. Uh, it, was, it was pretty back and forth. The shots totaled that period 13 to 11 in favor of Dallas. Um, trying to get to the penalties here. Uh, yeah, this was the stars did have two pretty decent power plays uh, this period. I believe the first one was pretty bad, but the second one looked a little bit better, got a few chances. And this was especially on the, the Panthers penalty kill, which has been doing extremely well at home this season. I think they said they've allowed one goal in the past 28 chances for uh, teams on the road on the power play. So not the worst stars power play that we've seen, but obviously not the best either in that second period. Uh, going into the third period, it, like I said at the top here, there, there's only one thing I was thinking about. I mean, we went into the, kind of the same position in the lightning game down, down two goals and you got to have some kind of response in the third period lightning game. We didn't get any of that Florida in this Florida game. We absolutely did. First line goes out there. Fantastic shift by them. They try and slow down rope aid. Instead they give him a shoulder to the face. So they, they take a penalty. Stars get on the power play. Boom. Five seconds in the power play. Mason Marchman scores. Absolute beauty. I don't know if this chain meant to pass that one or not, but Either way, great goal for Marchment. Love seeing Marchment sell eight. That's awesome. The play by Haskin in there, the guy who he gets the secondary assist on that one, is absolutely fantastic. Stars win the draw clean, and immediately the defenseman for for, for Florida is pinned onto Duchesne. But Marchment or uh, but Haskin knows that that guy has to get off of Duchesne eventually, and is going to have to peel off to the side to form that classic penalty killing box that you see with the, the two guys on the circles, one guy up top, one guy in front of the goalie. And as soon as the guy peels off to, 
peels off of Duchesne. Miro immediately gets it to Duchesne right in front of the net. Duchesne maybe accidentally passes it to Marchman, and then Marchman just buries an empty netter. Really great and smart play by Miro Haskin on that one. So uh, I do see some comments there. Miro minus two on the night. He definitely had some defensive deficiencies. I'll fully agree with that, especially on that uh, second goal in the first period. Or no, the first goal in the first period. He was on the ice for that one. Definitely did not make the best play there, but really fantastic play in the offensive zone from Miro. And then only about, I think it was three and a half minutes later, uh, Dodonov gets the deflection goal from Yanni Hockenpah. Uh, again, a great play by Yanni Hockenpah on that one. I mean, he, he gets to the puck up top after some great work uh, in deep on the forecheck. He it, it's definitely a shot pass to, to Dodonov looking for that deflection uh, in the middle of the slot. Great play. Dodonov puts it in. Good to see Dodonov get on the board after getting that healthy scratch. He's been a little bit silent the past two, three weeks. So to see him come back after the healthy scratch and be re really visible tonight, had a good game on that line, and especially to score that goal is really good for him. And then, I mean, there it is. Stars got right back into a perfect response from the third period, perfect juxtaposition to what we had last game against the Lightning. Really loves that response. And now you just got to find a way to win this one-goal game with 15 minutes left. But Stars can't have nice things. So we get probably the worst break the Stars have gotten all season long. Uh, Otter makes the save. It hits the boards in a – I th think it hit like the ah, – I can't think of the word right now. I'm going to sound stupid. But it hit like that shelf, like on top of the boards where the boards meet the glass, and it popped up. It spun, got backspin on the puck, and the puck hits the ice – and just dribbles back towards the net. Otter doesn't know where it is. The defenseman doesn't know where it is. The only guy who knows where it is is, of course, the the forward Barkov, who just tips in a free net, free goal, off of just the dirtiest, nastiest deflection or, or bounce off the boards that we, we've seen so far this season. I mean, that's just pure dumb luck. Um, the only thing I could say to help that and something that we also almost saw a, a goal kind of the same way when otter doesn't know where the puck is he needs to retreat into his net when i say into his net i mean he needs to get into his net and put his pads out and build a wall um that, that was the other one the puck bounced up off of his uh stick straight up into the air dribbled off his arm almost into the net suitor made a game-saving grab with the puck off the off the red line uh to keep it keep it a one goal game late in the third period but hey guys it's ryan here bet the action on the ice with draft kings sports book for some of the money line odds for the games tomorrow on the 15th the flyers and the hurricanes the flyers have a plus 210 the hurricanes have a minus 258 you can also take a look at the kraken and the oilers two of the bottom feeders of the pacific the Kraken at a plus 154, the Edmonton Oilers at a minus 185, and then you've got also the high-flying Canucks against the Islanders. The Canucks are at a minus 155, and the Islanders are at a plus 130. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours.
Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. Same exact thing. He's looking up, trying to find the puck to catch it. Don't do that. Just back up, get into your net, get big, and just hope it lands in front of you and you see it before anyone else does. He doesn't need to be looking around for stuff like that. So hopefully that's a, that's a little bit of a teaching moment, but also it's just a dumb lucky play. So I'm talking more of that up to luck than to what Otter needs to do. But yeah, stupid lucky play. And then here's where I get really pissed off. The Panthers somehow get a power play uh, on a what they call a Sam Steele high sticking against Oliver Ekman Larson. Honestly, didn't even know that they had called that until just now seeing it. Uh, pretty much what happened is Eggman Larson cross-checks Sam Steele three times in the back in the chest, tackles him into the goaltender, Bobrovsky, uh, still gets up, getting Bobrovsky's stick in his face, and eventually the stick is knocked out of Bobrovsky's hand. Eggman Larson then cross-checks Steele in the face again, Steele gives one back, and then is called for, I guess, high sticking, which his stick never hit his face. If you go back and look, then uh, I'm not positive on that because, I, like I said, I didn't know this was high sticking. But please go look. I can almost guarantee you the stick didn't hit his face. And somehow that's a two-minute power play for the Panthers, which is the most ridiculous call I've seen so far this season. I mean, that has to be – oh, excuse me. That has to be the absolute worst one we've seen. I mean, it's so frustrating. You need to go see the video if you haven't watched it. Go, go look it up. I, I retweeted it on my Twitter. It It's honestly astonishing. I, I was excited at first because I thought we got the power play. I thought we were going to get a five-on-four to try and get the game back to even. And and no, it's given to the Panthers. And that's just – someone said it on Twitter. I don't remember who it was. So uh, apologies if whoever said it is listening. But it, that's the worst give-back call that I've ever seen in a hockey game. That's truly what it was. I mean, the Stars had – uh, yeah, the Stars had four power plays at that point, and the Stars had three power plays at that point. One of them was uh, canceling out minors. Stars had three power plays at po- that point. Panthers had none, and that, there's no chance that get, that gets called if the Stars don't have a three power play advantage on the Panthers. Absolutely no way. It's 100% a give back call, and it it's a bad one. I mean, if you're going to do, there's other chances to start to call penalties on the stars tonight. I mean, you could have called some interferences. You could have called some trips. We saw one high stick even, but to call that one, especially at that time in the game, when the stars just went down by one goal on a fluke, lucky garbage play, it's just atrocious. It's a terrible call. Whoever made that call. I mean, there's gotta be some accountability for stuff like that from the refs. We've talked about this a lot, but 
I don't know what it is or heck they might even do this and with the officiating, they might show them, Hey, you kind of screwed up in this way. We, we don't know. There needs to be more visible accountability for stuff like that. Cause that's terrible. That's an absolutely awful call. And really it, it takes Dallas out of the game too. I mean, it's, it's three to four game before you make that call, you make that call, they score on it. It's five to three. They're pretty much out of it with, with what was it? 13 minutes left. It, it's a game changing, awful call. It can't happen. And it, it it's really unfortunate. And even after that, still, I enjoyed the way that the stars tried to fight back here. They they get the the goal from Thomas Harley on kind of a kind of a knuckleball puck. Bobrovsky wasn't expecting, kind of just slides underneath, and there there uh, Bobrovsky was thinking that there was going to be a deflection from low to high from Johnson that just never comes. So instead, it just slides right under his pad. We get the fourth one. We get really a good chance on the six on five. I think the stars did a good job on the six on five to make something happen. Just didn't get one to get through i mean got robertson especially on that one actually needs to not shoot the puck straight into the de- first defender in front of him that's very frustrating to see him do that he's been doing that a lot this year of not getting it past the first shot blocker but if we get one in there i mean we had a couple of good chances a couple of good shots i mean overall not super upset at it um it, and that's kind of the way i felt about this whole game like not super upset at it. Super upset at some like unique circumstances. The Reinhardt goal, absolutely awful defending. The Rodriguez thing, Miro and Suter getting caught again is super frustrating. A bad line change is super frustrating. But then the Stars, they overcome that. They, like I said last game, what I was more upset about was their response in the third period. What I'm most happy about this game is the response the Stars had in the third period, and it's cut out from under us due to a bad bounce and a bad call. And it, it's so frustrating that we can do the right thing in the third period, come all the way back, and it's just taken away from you. And that's what was super frustrating for me tonight. Um, a little bit of a consolation. My favorite stat that means nothing. Uh, Money Puck deserved to win a meter. It gave the star. It said the Stars deserved to win this game 57.6% to 42.4%. And that, that's kind of that's how I felt. I felt like the Stars played pretty good. They had a, a good chance to win this game. And obviously a bad balance and a bad call really cost it for us, I think. Uh, and that's that's really what it comes down to to me. I, especially the third period was really good from the Stars. Love the third period. And th- that's kind of what I think my key takeaway is. They, they, didn't, they didn't play two games like the Lightning game in a row. You know, they, they, obviously everyone realizes that Lightning game is bad, can't happen. Um and they respond to it in, I think, a pretty good way. Not the best way. They didn't come out and dominate them, but this is this is the Florida Panthers. It's a very good hockey team. They are the second best team in the league last year, according to the playoffs. So I, it's hard to be too upset, and it's hard to be too happy about this one is kind of where I'm stuck at. Um, so let, let, let's kind of let's kind of go through some of these these comments here. Let me find uh, a couple of things. Uh. Yeah, Barkov is good as hockey. Florida's a good team. I want to see Dallas push back in the third period. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's kind of where I'm, I'm at too, Ardell. That's a good comment there. You got to give credit to the Florida Panthers, especially, like I said, that first goal of the second period just like proves some of their skill. Um, another cool stat for y'all tonight, pretty much every shot tonight was by the Florida Panthers' top line. So Sam Bennett, one shot. Reinhardt, three shots. Barkov, two shots. Rodriguez, two shots. Kachuk, five shots. Verhage six shots. That is, I mean, 
at least 66% of the shots on goal by those players alone. I mean, the, the Florida Panthers best, best players were the best players. And the biggest downside tonight for me was probably how badly outmatched our top line was against the Panthers top line. And I, I, I love me some Kachuk. And I think that's what Kachuk does for teams. I mean, he can run over your best players when he's on a line like that. And he absolutely did that tonight. Everybody on the Panthers did that tonight. I mean, Bennett did that. And obviously, uh, obviously Verhage did that. He had a great game as well. So best guys for Florida were better than the stars. Best guys. Uh, let's look at here. Here's one from, uh, from Eric. He says, honestly, they have not looked good and white Ben are struggling five games and some wanted to run mush out. He has been our best forward since the Boston game in totality. Yeah. I agree. Marchman had another good game tonight. I, I feel like obviously gets the goal. Um, that whole line was kind of a, uh, a strong point for, for the stars tonight. He was, I mean, Duchesne, Sagan, Marchment have been probably the most consistent, like you said, Eric, in the past couple of games. And really what we didn't see a lot of tonight was that top line. Obviously we saw the change in the third period of putting Ben back on the top line, which seemed to work a little bit better, especially trying to work against guys like Kachuk and Bennett. I think having a little bit more meat on that first line was helpful. Um, yeah, let's look at let's let's, let's give us one more uh, one more comment tonight. I like I like this thought. Where to go? Yeah, here's Ar Ardell's comment. It's time to break up the Avengers line, and that might be true. I mean, Robertson's game tonight was was not good enough. Uh, two shots on goal, finishes with a minus one, no points, no points on a game where we score four goals is not same with. I mean, same with Rob Pavelski. Those guys, no points on a game where we score four goals is not a good thing, uh, especially when the other team's top line scores almost all their goals. That I mean, that that's how you get beat pretty badly right there. Um, and, and I agree, we should break up that line. I think you go with with uh, with Ben Rope and Pavelski and see where that takes you because Robertson is not getting it done on that top line. His confidence is gone. His his shot, like I mentioned on that six on five, it's going straight into the first guy pretty much every single time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all some biggest winners, biggest losers. I'm going to give this biggest loser basically just because I didn't really talk about it tonight. Uh, biggest loser, Jake Ottinger. Uh, five goals allowed tonight, 839 save percentage. I mean, the goals that went in weren't the worst goals, but he didn't help us win tonight either. So 839 save percentage kind of speaks for itself. Not very good. Uh, also, 100% on the power play for the, for the Panthers tonight. I don't know if that has happened against the Stars yet this season. I think Otters is a decent part of that. Had a good chance to make some saves, overcommitted on a lot of stuff. Just overall did not look like Vesna quality Jake Ottinger. Nine nine goals in two games is bad. That doesn't matter what happened in those two games. That's bad. Um and then biggest winner tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to the guy I love to hate. I'm gonna give it to Roddick Foxa for that one play. Love that play from Roddick Foxa. I think that's absolutely fantastic from him. I love when Roddick Fox can get his, if he actually can like get hot on the offensive side of the puck, he can really turn into something special for the stars. Um, like no joke. He's always getting pressure in the offensive zone. He always is in good spots in the offensive zone, but every time he touches the puck, it just does not go his way. And that's why my joke is always 
stuck around for the past three years because that consistently happens. But maybe this is a spark he needs. Maybe he can get going offensively. That would be something. Uh, we'll need it for tomorrow night. We'll be facing the Washington Capitals, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm looking at this at NHL.com, so I think that just means seven for us. Uh, again, on a national network, we'll be seen on ESPN. We'll be kind of fun to compare the TNT broadcast to ESPN broadcast back-to-back. Didn't hate TNT tonight. Maybe a little bit too much like random talking. We're talking a lot about hockey at <laughs> some points, especially when there was a lot of time between whistles. They just started rambling, but... Whatever, it'll be fun to see what the uh, ESPN broadcast does. Stars need to have a bounce back. I mean, this is another tough team, a team that's in a playoff spot that's playing very well recently, but you can't lose three in a row. I mean, you're this good of a hockey team. Doesn't matter if it's the second night of back-to-back, you can't lose three in a row. you got to find a response here. And it's not going to get any easier because you got one day break and then you're back in Dallas for a, for a tough game against the defending Stanley Cup championship champion on Saturday. I think that's going to do it for me tonight, guys. Jeez, uh, I talked for way longer than I thought I did. <laughs> I guess I had a lot to say about this game. It was a good game overall. It was a lot of fun to watch. Thank you guys for hopping on here with me to talk a little bit about it. Uh, be sure to check out DraftKings. Use that promo code THPN anytime you're on there. Check out our website, scratchremarks.com. You can see our most recent podcast, our most recent blog posts. You can access the shop from there. It's actually like a surprisingly good website. Ryan did a great job on it. Just just leave it bookmarked. Check it every once in a while, especially on game days. It's a great time to check it. Uh, lots of stuff is on there, and it's super easy to use. Um, hopefully, we'll have a couple of other guys with me tomorrow night, um, and we'll see you then. Night, guys.